Welcome back to another episode of the Rag Report podcast with me, Sean Anderson, where every single day I bring you a bulletin show um, from recruitment owners, advisors, suppliers, even investors around the world who are prepared to give up some of their time to talk about their experiences right now in the pandemic that we face and their past and and both future uh, visions for how the recruitment industry will evolve. Together, globally, we're going to get through this stronger. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Billy Jenkins and James Mace. These guys are the co-founders of Oliver Bernard. Uh, They are a tech-based recruitment agency headquartered in London with a small office in Manchester who operate in the UK and European markets. I've known these guys for a long time. Um, They are great lads. Very... uh, they th- unfortunately, they support two awful football teams, which I'm sure we'll talk about during the, the show, but um, dead excited to find out more about what they've been up to and, and what's happening in the future. Before I do, uh, let's, I want to mention our sponsor, Rise Recruitment Ventures, headquartered, oh, sorry, headed up by Alex and John, the guys who sold Liquid Personnel in 2016. These guys are now investing in the next generation of recruitment agencies. So if you're looking to start an agency or already have started an agency and I mean let's face it lockdown is probably draining finances for most people Um, they're there to offer firstly financial support so investment backing but also their expertise to help you grow and and exit effectively like they did so they they managed to get to 140 people in 10 years from two of them in a bedroom um, and they want to help you do the same thing so if you're sat there thinking I need support in many areas get in touch via www.riserv.co.uk and a simple phone call will get you started. Right, back to the show. James, Bill, welcome to the Rag Report. Thank you. Good to have you both on. We'll leave the football chat for a bit. I thought I'd drop that in because I knew it'd, uh, it'd give you yeah. both a grin. As we do enter back into the season in the, in, in the coming week. Um, but um, look, I've given you guys an intro, um, but I always start this show with a really open question, right? And I'm going to direct this first at you, Billy, and then we'll move it to you, James. Can you just, for the listeners, paint the picture of your life right now as you're working from home? What's, what's life like for you, Bill? Um, well, it's challenging. It's different. Um, Mason and myself have been um, doing technology recruitment for 15 years now. Um, and uh, we've always been in the office. <laughs> we've done a day a week from, from home for the last sort of couple of years since we've both had kids. Uh, I mean, I've got three kids. I've got twin girls who are six, unfortunately, year one. So they started school last week. My little boy is eight. So uh, unfortunately for him, he's not able to go in. So I've been trying to help as and when I can with the homeschooling, mainly on the PE and music lessons, because that's probably the only two that I was that that interested in or that good at. Um, So uh, to be honest with you, on a day-to-day basis, I mean, Mason and myself, we're still pretty hands-on. You know, we're still trying to, recruit we've always you know it's a bit like playing football scoring the goal is the fun bit and, and recruitment's been the same for us and that we like doing deals you know so as much as we can we try and continue to be hands-on but day-to-day really just catching up with the team you know obviously we'll, we'll get into it a lot but uh, you know it's it's difficult when you know we a lot of our team have been with us a good period of time we know them we know them really well you know and, and when you're sitting right next to them you can tell you can tell their mood you can tell where they're at you know the culture is great. We interact a lot, and and I think that's probably what most of us. If you ask our company, I think most of us are just missing the, you know, the seeing each other, you know, and, and catching up because you know we are all we are all good friends, you know. So I suppose really the bulk of my day is either being on the phone to Mace, um, you know, trying to get the kids to do some work, and um, and just just catching up with you know with, with internally and, and as many clients as, as I can. Really. Makes sense. What about you, James? Yeah, I mean, you know, real similar to Bill, I've got um, 
two young girls. One's finally gone back to nursery, which is great, two weeks ago. So, um, and the other one, she's year two, so she's, um, we're still homeschooling. Um, it's definitely had its challenges. I think just, you know, as a family, just, you know, that's a challenge itself, isn't it? Over the last three months, you know, in pure lockdown. Um, and, and, you know, and I mean, you know, the same, you know, we're both having the same challenges, I think, you know, on a personal level, but also on a business level, I think, you know, we've never been used to the company working remotely. No. But, you know, things, the whole environment, the whole structure's changed, as Bill touched on there, and just, you know, the simple things like, you know, when you've got someone next to you all day, you know whether they're happy or they're not, you know, and, and the communication side of things. So we've, we've worked hard on that, um, and that's a big part of our day, making sure that we're, you know, we're, we're talking to the team constantly, we're, we're keeping the communication going across the whole team in terms of talking about candidates and clients. Um, so it's full on, you know, it's, 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 it's been full on the last three months. So it's not yeah, been I mean, a, given us an opportunity. It's given us an opportunity to really look at the business. You know, this we've never really done that, to be honest with you, from an operational side of things. So, so I suppose that's that's been a positive. Um, we've pushed a lot more on our events since we've. I mean, we've always run tech communities, Agile London being our sort of biggest and longest running, uh, which we've been doing since I think 2011. Um, We've now got 15 different um, communities that we that we run in, in mainly in London, in Manchester. Also, we're looking to to start doing it in, in you know across Europe, mainly Berlin as well. Um, so we've been having a real big push on on those. You know, we probably as a as a business been you know one a day pretty much in terms of um, the different communities and events that we're doing. So they they've been brilliant. One a day. Yeah, I'd say we over the last four or five weeks. We yeah, we, most weeks were either four or five a week. Wow. Um, that's like yeah. my pace with this podcast. It, it's intense. It sounds yeah, great. I mean, I don't think we can take too much of the credit for it in terms of most of it is run from, from other people within the business, really, to be honest with you. Um, you know, some of them have really stepped up. The you know, Product Agile London, we're doing weekly, QA weekly, JavaScript in London. We've just started a diversity in London group. We've got PHP tonight. Um, and is it just yeah. using things like Zoom like we're on now and then yeah. bringing yeah. everyone together? Yeah, getting a speaker. Yeah, I mean, we've always done them um, on site. You know, Agile London, we, we sort of host every other month pretty much on site, at, you know, a tech focus company in, you know, in London. Um, and the hosts usually provide the speakers, provide the location, um, provide food and drinks. So we don't actually have to do that much, to be honest. We just take a bit of credit from, from, from organising it. Um, and some of the others, JavaScript in London, the CTOs in London, but they, they've been on-site events that we have been doing for a few years now, but um, that's all, it's all move remote, which makes it, it does make it a bit easier, but obviously you miss the sort of the interaction and the, you know, having a beer at the end sort of side of it. Great that you're doing it though. There's so many agencies that haven't done anything. I've just sat back and hope this is going to go away. Right. And you, you guys are, it sounds like you're taking it head on and I'm going to go. Um, what I want to do with you, I want to find out a bit more about the start, the early days. So how did you two get to know each other? Was it, did you work side by side in a, in a previous company? Tell us that story. Yeah, so me and Bill started roughly, I think I started three months before, didn't I? Um, a smaller tech recruitment uh, agency called MA Associates. Um, right. So we met there, um, worked together from pretty much day one, didn't we, and on Java and JavaScript, the, the main markets that the, you know, our current business is built around. Um, and we did it for, I'd say, four or five years there. 
2010. I think, like, you know, quite a few people, you know, you've done it for quite a while. We understood the market really well. We thought, you know, now was the time to really give it our best shot, really, and give it, you know, do it ourselves. I think for us, you know, both our both our dad, you know, both working class and both our dads own their own companies. And I think it was always something that we wanted to do. You know, we loved, we loved, especially our old bosses we got on with really well, still do. Um, you know, so we, we didn't leave with any sort of bad feeling or anything like that. But I think they always knew it. And I think in the back of our mind, you know, we sort of, we always felt, you know, we'd like to give it a go ourselves. To be honest with you, when we set up, we didn't have a problem with it being the two of us and, stay in the two of us really to be honest we just sort of wanted the, the flexibility to you know do it our own way make our own decisions cock a lot of things up which we what was it like in 2010 what did you need what did you need to start the business back then because it's very different 10 years later like, what can Not you remember lot. i mean we we put in what did we put in it was like five grand what was it even that it was four or five grand each we we had a little office in um uh, it just outside, well, more Holloway than Angel, actually. I'd like to say Angel, but it was more, it was more Holloway, um, which was just by where we both lived. Um, and, um, you know, it was a pretty, a pretty small office and we, you know, we had a phone and a, and a computer. We didn't really have anything at all in terms of getting us going. But we've done the same markets. And I think it's, it's, it's sort of stood us in good stead long run in that, you know, the, the last sort of two or three years at, at MAR was really focusing purely on JavaScript. And we'd both done Java together for sort of, you know, a few years before that and, and Mace continued to do so. So we had a pretty good, I suppose, name in the market, you know. Um, we, we hadn't really covered much, you know, many other markets at all or any other programming languages. We'd just done Java and JavaScript. So when we set up, that was, that was where our focus was. Obviously, it's tough because the first six months, you know, we've restricted covenants and stuff. And I say, we were speaking to our bosses quite a lot. So it wasn't like we left and then that's like, you know, yeah. that's it you know so um you know so we were very wary of that and cautious of that and um yeah so i suppose for the first six months we were just trying to get on some new clients that we hadn't worked with previously but we were always quite confident that we had some really solid relationships and we were able fortunately to go back to you know 10 12 really you know solid clients after that point so the first six months was tough but then after did you that, make any money any do you do any deals in that first six months uh, we did a couple, didn't we? I remember the second one dropped out. I remember, I remember nearly, I remember being in the pub together and just thinking, like a dropout when you just started on your second deal was quite a big deal. Oh. I remember the candidate, I'm not going to say his name, but uh, and actually he's a real good guy. He's working for us at the moment as a contractor. But yeah, that, I remember that stung a bit. But we, we did a few in our first six months, but the second six months, the market really picked up quite quickly. I mean, we built we build just under a million in our first year because I looked at it because um, we have our end of year presentation between the two of uh, you just two of you yeah we did nine we just missed it we did 900 and it was like 980 something or 990 so we, so we did really well you know we built we built really well first year um, like I said we had some really good clients and well, just, um, just stop a sec right what does that feel like when you do a mil, just under a million between two people in, in year one of your business like did you sit there and have a few uh, drinks and go that was pretty good we, I mean unfortunately which we'll probably get into we're not really ones for sort of looking back or really celebrating. I'm sure our staff will probably back this up that we're not always the best at sort of really celebrating what, what we've done or what the business has done. And, you know, it's but when it's just two years, surely Macy, what do you like at the end of that year? I think we are. Yeah. I mean, we're both very much like, you know, 
we'll have a brilliant month. And it's the same with the team in the office. I think sometimes we could be better and we could be better at praising people. And, you know, I remember we had one unbelievable month where we just done a, a, just an unbelievable amount of money. You know, we built an unbelievable amount of money and we went to the pub and we looked at each other like, did we really do that? And it, and it was brilliant. You know, it was a brilliant feeling, but, you know, we didn't, you know, we were back in the office the next day at eight in the morning, you know, so and it's, we'd probably have we were probably and then, and then go home, yeah. It was quite simple, actually, when we first started up because, you know, there wasn't really much to the business. You know, it was come in, get clients on, manage your clients effectively and, and build. You know, so it was nice. I'm interrupting today's episode to bring you a message from our sponsor, Odro, the market's leading video interview platform. But today we're not talking about making video. We're talking about an industry-wide challenge they've put together to raise money for the Teenage Cancer Trust. And it's called the Active Recruiter Challenge. So coming up on the 10th of July, which is a Friday, they are challenging recruiters all over the world to run either a 10K or a half marathon, running from your homes and choosing your route up and down the country. So um, everyone's getting involved. I'm personally about to get involved. I've held back because I've had some injuries, but I'm about to do it. I know my business partner and my mates are getting involved. It's £25 each and you can nominate your friends and get your whole business, all your recruitment team in- included. Choose whether you want to run a half marathon or a 10K. I fancy the half, but I'm not sure I'm fit enough, but let's see. Um, And get involved by downloading the Strava app. So they've put together a very specific Strava group that you sign up to, and then you join the group with your friends, colleagues, and all the other recruiters out there. There's going to be a runner's pack with numbers and wristbands that will be sent out by the Odro team. Um, And you can see all the information on Odro's blog for, for further details. It is as close as we can get to the real thing of meeting people, being together right now. And also it's for an amazing charity. So, um, you know, you need to get started and do this, guys. Um, I'm officially training. I hope you're going to be there too. All the information is going to be shared um, below this episode. So get involved. Back to the show. It was quite simple, actually, when we first started up because, you know, there wasn't really much to the business. You know, it was come in, get clients on manage your clients effectively and, and build, you know, so it was nice, you know, it was a nice, um, did your life change though? As in you probably, you must've earned good money as recruiters at the level you were, but to build a million in year one, did you, did you spend that on anything? Did you go on holidays or buy houses or cause you, this is pre children for both of you, right? Pre children. Yeah. This was two that we set up 2010. Um, nah, nah, not really once for sort of extravagance in that respect. So not really. I mean, we'd probably left quite a lot. I mean, at that point, we were sort of like, actually, we feel like there's probably more than just us two here. You know, we're drowning a bit and, and we've always tried to sort of, as much as we can, sort of service the clients as best we can. You know, I, I mean, I would say we, we had some really good relationships. And I suppose that's something that worries me going forward a little. We've been trying to both do Zooms with clients and have a beer with clients or coffees and stuff over Zoom, but it, it is difficult. And, um, you know, that, that sort of relationship side in terms, you know, I went to some of my clients' weddings and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we had some, and we, we still do have brilliant relationships, but I suppose the whole, and that's sort of the point of the community, the, the whole sort of interacting and face-to-face side of it, we, we love, you know, that's, that's, that's a big part of why we do it. But, um, yeah, sorry, in terms of your original question, not, not, not really, not, not really. <laughs> I guess, um, we're, you know, we're sort of You're like, like the most humble two guys I've ever met. You're like, nah, just... Had a pint, went home, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Um, I think we're just always, 
we've always got the mindset of, you know, we could do better. You know, it's great, you know, and it's brilliant. And I think we're the same now. You know, we're never really completely happy. You know, I mean, we are happy, you know, you know, and we've got a great team. But but not, yeah, not in work. You always, there's always, there's always more we could be doing, you know. Oh, that's so, um, which is which is good, you know, which is good. And, and and but I say I think sometimes with the team, you know, some of them, the billings, they have certain months. I mean, we've got we've got one guy in the office that that has in this period of time been doing hundred k a month, and I don't know. I've sort of said to him, "What well, a mate," and you know, sometimes you think probably we should be a little bit more. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we are like that. He's like, "Do a deal, great," you know. That's that's what we're that's what you're here for, you know what I mean? You know, so let's let's crack on and where's you know, it's probably what's it's got you where you are though. If you, in a way, you're right. We all need to evolve. I think I'm quite similar, but that attitude of just next one, next one is why you are really good at it, right? If you sat there and took too long to enjoy what you're up to, you get complacent, you miss out on what's what's coming. So, um, how did you move into growing people? When did you start thinking about taking people on? So we're about. 18 months or probably 12 months I think 12 months in we you know we, we knew the point where like Bill said we, we never we never started a business to be a 50 man or 100 man company you know we never had the business plan in place you know to do that but we got to the point of 12 months um, you know we've done really well we, we brought on a lot of good clients you know build well and it got to the point where you know like Bill said before, we would swamp with roles, you know, and, and it just felt that we, you know, we want to make sure that we were really managing our accounts effectively. And I think at that point, maybe we, you know, we weren't managing them as effectively as we could do. We needed more people to, to grow the business. Um, so 18 months in, we moved offices. Um, we probably couldn't have hired where we worked. It wasn't, wasn't the best office. Um, but it was, you know, it was good enough to start in. Um, so we moved to Liverpool Street, Moorgate area, kind of 18 months in, and then started to look for, you know, people within our markets, um, initially growing it with, you know, people we knew, people who covered our markets for, you know, competitors, people we'd met at, you know, briefings, meetups. Um, we yeah, wanted first few hires really were just like people that were beating us to deals every so often and we'd be like, shit, that name is just driving me nuts. And, uh, you know, that happened a lot, you know, and so really they were the sort of people that we were trying to, you know, target or speak to at agency briefings and stuff like that. Basically myself, I've always been really keen to speak to, the thing is, because both of us, I mean, I finished uni on Friday and started at, at MA on the Monday. So I didn't know any other agencies or any other businesses. And we've always really loved just meeting and speaking to people in our sector, you know, and, and finding out about their companies and how they do things and, um, and everyone, you know, most people we meet are really happy and keen to share and, you know, we've all had the same challenges and, 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 and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so I suppose that was sort of what it come from. It, how you do know, you attract really them? How do you, get, how do you get someone who's beating you at, on the billings when it's just, but they're in an agency and there's just two of you in, 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 in Angel? How do, you, how do you get someone in? I don't know, but I mean, we were quite lucky in that we, we approached a few people, LinkedIn mainly, you know, we were approached and I think they were probably seeing the same, you know, and that they were hearing about us quite a lot. And um, I think, I think generally we, we had a really good sell in the sense that, I mean, you know, we, we're still not KPI'd, you know, we're not, we're not the type of bosses who are asking for stats three, four, five times a day. We don't look at, you know, 
cool stats and things like that. They're not really, I mean, we can do if we need to, you know, and everyone can look at their own stats if they need to. But I think initially it was, you know, it was a new business doing well. Um, we spoke to some of our, you know, competitors and they probably were working in an environment where it was probably more KPI driven. They weren't perhaps enjoying it as much, weren't that, you know, happy with the current boss. Commission scheme wasn't as strong. So we felt like we had a, especially at the start, we had a really good sale to attract people. Um, yeah, it was always it wasn't easy. You know, it's never easy to, to convince a good biller to, to come across somewhere else because it's, it's, it's a risk, isn't it? So it, it, is, it is timing to a certain degree. But, um, and initially we took on, you know, we, we, we didn't go mad. You know, we didn't say, right, we want to take on 10 in our first year. No. You know, for us, it's always been about attracting good people and having a really good level of biller within the business. You know, someone who can bring on new clients, someone who can really account manage well and people who can fill jobs. So, and actually finding people who can do the whole 360 job is quite tough. Really tough. Um, so, I say for us, it was, we'd never really been fussed about numbers. You know, we're not, you know, for us, it's more, well, it's profit. It's, you know, it's making sure that we've got a real kind of lean core business. And I think once you've got that, it's then, you know, you've got the kind of basis and the core platform to, to then really attack and, and grow from there. I mean, one yeah. thing we love about the business when you look at it is, you know, some of my clients, or a lot of both of us, you know, the clients that we were dealing with in 2005, they're still our clients now, you know, so, um, which is, which is great, you know, I say, because we've got some brilliant relationships with their friends, you know, same as, you know, colleagues wise. So I think that's, that's a, that's a brilliant thing. You know, something we look at a lot in terms of, um, you know, clients year on year in terms of how many we're adding, but actually how many we're retaining and, 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 you know, to what level and how many deals we're doing with them. And not just, it's not just the deals, you know, it's just what's our relationship with these companies now, you know, how many do we speak to on a regular basis? We do try and ensure we're doing everything we can in terms of, staying in touch with clients you know we're quite hot on that and ball although we're not you know so we're not particularly kpi we're quite hot in terms of making sure we're in touch with both clients and candidates as much as we can not so how, how did your how did the trajectory of your headcount grow over the, those say first five years um, the first the first couple i'd say after maybe two maybe even three years we we're probably only five people at, at three years so we we're so all of our early hires were all competitors, you know, all working at, you know, our direct competitors, really. So we, we weren't really um, sort of uh, a good place for grads at that time, to be honest with you, in terms of our, our structure and how we work. We're, we're so much better, better now. We've got an L&D manager who's, who's brilliant um, and um, she's, she's, um, she's really made a difference in terms of a sort of online interactive academy for the grads. So actually now, you know, over the course of the last few years, we're much stronger, but at that time, and, and still, you know, with the, the seniors that we hire, I'd say that the, the bulk of those people were sort of 18 months experience. They, they knew the market, they knew the job. They definitely didn't need handholding and they, they didn't want it. They needed maybe a bit of guidance. You know, we'd, we'd probably mucked it up the first time in terms of the decision. So we were just trying to help them in terms of making sure they didn't make the same mistakes, but really they could get on with it, you know? Mm. Um, so that was, um, they were a perfect hire for us really at that time because it just sort of, it suited how, our sort of management style, I suppose, at, at that time that they could... What, what, made you, what made you kick on from, say, five to 50? Where, where did that idea or... Because it doesn't sound like you naturally were, were craving that. So it's like, it, did it, how did it happen? I think, I think we began to... Um, 
we began to open up different areas within the business. So, you know, initially, you know, say we, we were just purely Java, JavaScript. Then we had someone in to come in, start testing. Someone came in to start products, project management, program, business analysts. Um, another person came in to, to start C-sharp.net. Um, and, you know, they, they were really good highs. And as, 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 as they grew their market, it's essentially similar to, to myself and Bill, you know, the way we built out Java and JavaScript and hired within them, they then began to hire in their market. And all of a sudden we've got five in project management, you know, five on infrastructure, QA, but, you know, so it, it kind of built, built gradually out like that. I said, it, again, it wasn't anything we were, you know, aggressive about. It was always, again, just finding the right people, you know, making sure we're hiring good, good solid people each time. Yeah, like-minded. I mean, we, we're very much, you know, I suppose grafters. Um, or not, I'm not sort of saying we are, but we are in terms of the people that we like. Yeah. The hard work bit is the bit that we can't really install into them. But if they'll do that bit, we'd like to think we can, we can sort of get them to, to a point where they need to be in terms of all the actual, you know, job side of it, I suppose. The, the sort of personality and the mentality side. Um, you can forgive a lot if you, if you feel like they're really trying and they really want it, you know. If they're not, you know, they they've really, you know, that that's where we that's I mean, where we I mean, sort of struggle, I suppose. But yeah, I think that that's gonna. I reckon that's gonna be true for the future, right? Whatever happens in this industry, like the people who come in with the right attitude, whether they're doing it in the same way, the same tools, same techniques, the attitude's everything. Um, we we identify that in our business as well, like hard work and proactivity were the two things that everyone agreed on, like absolutely agreed on, were the two things yeah. that we all we all had to have. Um, and transparency, I think, is just so such an obvious one. It shouldn't even be a you know positive trait of a recruiter. But how many clients, you know, how many clients say to us, you know, how open and honest that we are, you know, which I think, you know, like I say, it should be a given. But you know, I, I think we are honest in terms of where the market is, and and um, if we're struggling to fill a job, we're the first to call them and say we can't fill this job because of X, Y, and Z. You know. Um, or you know when we especially when we established and, and 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 same today if if they'll call us about a requirement that's not us we'll never take it on no. you know we'll never say yeah we'll we'll look at that and we'll be the first to say this is just this is just not us but you know we can we can try and refer you to 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 these to, to these you know these companies that that will probably be able to help you know yeah that that has always worked I think that works think, sorry I was going to say I think going back to obviously your initial question I think I think it was probably the first I would say the first. 20 people was probably the hardest period of growth. I think, you know, once we got over that and we had that initial kind of solid team of 20, you know, really good, you know, really good consultants, it, it was a lot easier for them, for me and Bill to look at the business as opposed to being always having a head in the business, trying to build constantly, trying to get clients on, manage the team. In other words, we could, you know, take a head out of it a tiny bit and actually think about how we're going to grow the business. So. And also we had, you know, real good people to help us, you know, develop these juniors. You know, because I think it'd be very difficult for us to have got to 50 with, you know, second jobbers. I think it'd be bloody tough. I think every, I think every recruitment owner would obviously love a, you know, a ready-made biller, but they're hard. They're hard to get. And they're even harder now. I think, you know, we've recognised that. And especially over the last three, four years, we've, you know, we've done really well in, in, in actually, you know, generating and, and growing graduates 
coming through, you know, they don't necessarily have to be graduates, but people know it's recruitment experience through to, to really good billers. And, you know, without the solid core team around us, we, we won't be able to do that. No. Yeah, retention's been good. I mean, we've got, I say, they're, they're really good people. And I, th- I suppose one of the things that helps us sleep at night at the moment is we trust them. You know, we like them and we trust them. We don't need to look at what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. You know, we're... Um, we we know that we know we know they're working hard and we you know we know they're doing all they can to um you know to to continue to be successful in a you know pretty pretty tough market in fairness a final interruption to today's episode to introduce our third sponsor vincere vincere is the all-in-one crm ats platform built for the recruitment and staffing industry now i first heard about these guys about a year ago the amount of prospect recruitment agencies and clients I was working with that were telling me they were moving over to Vincere, I had to look into it. And what I found was a business that had a global reach um, with multiple offices around the world. So they've got this follow the sun methodology, which allows them to support recruitment businesses wherever you are and, have, and, and be in your time zone. But the technology that they've invested in um, is becoming a, a disruptor in the space. More and more recruitment businesses are doing this to give their, their recruiters a competitive advantage. They broke into the G2 crowd's momentum grid as a market leader based on their reviews from their customers. So the the agencies that are using this platform are raving about it. Now, if you're a rag listener and you're thinking about changing CRM or you're a new business looking to launch with a new CRM, then I would get in touch with with these guys because if you mention that you're a rag listener, they're doing an amazing deal. By visiting www.vincere.io forward slash rag, you can get an exclusive deal which offers two months completely free on a two-year commitment or three months completely free on a three-year commitment. This applies to all licenses that you've either signed up for now or that you'll add in the duration of the contract. So get on there and have a look. Finally, if you're listening to your recruiter and you're thinking, I want to move into a more of a business development role um, and I'd like to keep hold of my recruitment knowledge. Well, these guys are recruiting for a BD person, well, multiple roles in both Sydney and London right now. So if you've got a strong recruitment background, you want to move into BD and you want to work for a fast moving tech business that's helping people like you right now, then get in touch via their website because they're hiring today. Moving forward a bit, what do you think of the tra- that trainee academy type market in post lockdown? Like, do you think it's are you going to go back to exactly as you were with with graduates, or do you think this is the graduates want to experience talent yeah. out there? Yeah, I mean, anyone we, we're going to be a remote company, or you know, offer the flexibility. To, I mean, we've always tried to be flexible in terms of you know, team can all go to the gym during the day, those with kids finish early and stuff like that. But it's always been a little bit. And I suppose we still are. If it's not broke, don't try and fix it. So in terms of being a, a remote business, we, we, we probably would never have got around to it, if I'm being honest. But yeah. it's been forced upon us. And actually, there's so many positives about it all as well, you know, um, so especially for those with kids. But, but for all of us, you know, it, there's, there's, there's so many positives that, that we're enjoying too. So the plan is that we will be able to, you know, we will say to everyone, you know, if you want to be in the office, then come into the office. And if you want to work from home, then work from home. That's obviously slightly more of a challenge, you know, in terms of the trainee level um, consultants and, and, and North Shino Island D manager will be in most of the time because, you know, really that's how we learn, you know, that's how we've all learned, you know, we've all been in that, that, that boat, um, feels like a while ago, but not that long ago. Um, so they need to be bouncing off people and learning from other people. But I do feel like with the consultants that we've got, the culture, the environment, the way that we work, you would think that the bulk will be in the office, you know, okay. two, three days a week. That, 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 that most of them enjoy 
being, and we do too, you know. Um, we, we actually there is that, I, I do think, I mean, I'm the same. I'm going for this like split model in the future. But at the moment, we've gone from all in to all out. So actually, it's more similar now to what it was before than it will be when there's a mix. Because if you yeah. think about it, teams coming in the morning, oh, no, Jenny's not in today. She's working from home. But Johnny is in. We don't know where Steve is. And then it's like, you know, how do you start the day? At the moment, everyone's on a video call. They used to all be in the office. Mm. Can you have three people on a video call, two people sat in the office? How do you, like, that's the stuff that we all need to get planned for, I think. Headsets on, you, you can do it. But I do think there will be more challenges coming off the back of this than some of us, even me, than we expect. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think you're right. I think the problem is I don't think we'll actually know what those challenges are and how it affects it until actually we do it to a certain degree. I think, I suppose, our, yeah, our initial concern is probably more for the juniors, you know, and the people at the kind of, our kind of ground and support level who, you know, probably do need more, you know, they need people around them to learn off. It's how we learn. It's, it's how everyone learns in their recruitment. And, you know, you know, you know even, even us, even, you know, senior people, we're all learning. You know, we're all learning off each other each day. And, and I think... The problem with more people working remotely, you don't get that kind of cross upskilling, you know, training, which I think, I think you will miss. Um, but I think we're hopeful. I think we probably, I reckon we'll probably be about 60, 70% capacity yeah. each day. Um, what about the... We don't know till we start. I mean, we, at the start of lockdown, we've kind of gone through a cycle. At the start of lockdown, everyone wants to get back in the office. Then we went through a period where... I think everyone was really enjoying it from home. And now the last couple of weeks, we keep getting, everyone keeps saying, when's the office open? Yeah. I just, I, I'd, I'd exactly agree with that, my personal self as well. Um, what, what is your plan about? I'm thinking I might do a day next week in the office, which I didn't think I would, but I'm fancy it now. What, what are you thinking? When's it going to start slowly trickling? Um, I mean, we're in no major rush in terms of, um, we can do everything that we need to do from here. You know, our, our problem's not that we're working from home. The problem is the, the market's pretty tough, you know. Um, but uh, there's no real reason to, to, to rush back in. I mean, a lot of our, you know, you probably say the average age of our company is like late 20s, early, you know, it's a fairly young business. And a lot of them are just started, you know, got very young kids or they're, you know, Mrs. might be pregnant or whatever it is. So they're, they're pretty reluctant, you know, they've pretty much all, you know, all of them, but there's, you'd say the large majority of them have to take trains, you know, um, underground to get into work. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We're sort of waiting a little bit, but yeah, yeah I, think we're, we're I think as soon as it's practical, it's feasible, you know, to do so, then we'll, we'll open the office. I mean, we definitely are missing the kind of togetherness and the collaboration. You know, I think we were, we're always a really tight knit group. You know, everyone's in the office at eight in the morning. You know, a lot of the team, they're social together in work, whether it's the gym or outside of work. So together as a, a, as a company, we, we, I'd say we're quite close. And I think we do miss the kind of togetherness and what actually that adds to your business as well. So I think yeah. it is important to have that kind of office headquarters, you know, so people can come in and, and um People want this. I think people are fed up with working at home full time now, aren't they? Yeah. Especially when, yeah, it's not like so retention's been good, and I think that's partly due to the fact that when you are struggling a little bit, at least you can come into the office and you know have a bit of a laugh and you know take the mickey out of each other a little bit, and whatever the case may be, you know, to, to sort of get you through sometimes and it, it will pick you up. Whereas 
at the minute it's tough and you're just staring at the same four walls it's it's much more difficult so I suppose that that's one of our concerns is the the cult you know the culture slightly changing and um you know we don't say it was never it was never broke so we weren't trying to fix anything previously so you know you know and, and so I say a lot of our consultants have been with us four five six even seven years some of them now so um yeah, so it's all going to be a wait and see. One, what, one thing you did mention, Bill, before we, when we were off air was about the, your approach to checking in with people, which I thought was quite interesting because, you know, you, you, you've been really open about the fact you two just crack on. You're pretty straight. You're humble guys. You're not massively excited when people do mad deals, but <coughs> deep down, you obviously care and you, and you, and you want to build, you care about your people a lot. It comes across so clear. How are you, how are you actually getting to find out how people are now like you mentioned it to me last week i think it's something about like you know you you're checking in with people it's different what can you explain a bit it's, more about it's, di- it's different in that like i said we we are a little bit um old school for want of a better way of putting it and you know probably a couple of years ago i don't think i'd ever said to someone else you know how are you you know it's, it's not really something that i would ever really you know do or say you know um which I know is wrong, you know, but I suppose you, you just sort of, and, and like I say, when you're sitting next to people or near people all day, you know, if, if the guy sitting next to me is a bit down, I'll just go and grab a coffee with him. Grab, you know, I can tell straight away, you know, as soon as he walks through the door. Um, and I suppose what, you know, just calling people actually just to sort of say, you know, how are you doing? You know, how, you know, sort of really sort of finding out about their mental health is something that, we, you know, it's a struggle for us. You know, it is difficult for us because it's not really something that, you know, um, not really something that we've had to deal with as, as much as, as, you know, a lot of our team are at home on their own all day, you know, and it's difficult. We're really trying to convince them, you know, take breaks, do exercise, take holiday. I mean, how many of them are not taking a holiday? You know, we do end of week meetings with a, with a team every Friday afternoon and we're like, no one's taking a holiday this week, you know, but we're speaking to you and we know how pissed off some of you are with certain things. Take a few days off, you know, just get away from it for a few days and then, and then, and then come back to it. But, like I say, I suppose that's one of the issues is while you're sitting in front of your desk and, you know, lunch takes five minutes, you know, whereas we all go out, you know, everyone in the office goes out for lunch, you know, um, the stuff like that, that that you miss. But yeah, I suppose in terms of, um, so I'm not really answering any question, but in, in, yeah, you in, are. in it's, terms it's, of... Uh, it's different. That's what I mean. They're, they're asking another guy or lady that, you know, how are you? If that's not something you naturally say or you have said that. that so you've learned a lot about yourself really in that, that you can do it. And you've got to do that moving forward now. Like it's so mental health awareness is is so high right now. You can't afford to go back. I don't think to being just ignoring that stuff, especially in the in the post COVID world. It's going to affect people in a way that we don't even know yet. Yeah, I think I think there's been some really, there's been a lot of positives. You know, like obviously people aren't rushing and making those hour hour and a half trips to the office each day and back, and you know they're not probably not stressed. You know, from, from you know, there's there's definitely some stresses which I think you know has been a positive out of this. Um, but you know, on the flip side, this you know, I, I think people have just missed the the office and what they actually get from going into a team environment. You know, I think that is um, that also can affect your mental health as well. You know, in a, in a in a kind of negative way, really. So we are conscious that you know some people probably coping with it better than others. Yeah, and it's not consistent either. Like even me personally, I've I've been on this seventy-five day challenge where I've not 
I've not had a beer. I've not had any shit food, anything. I've not even had a piece of chocolate, right? I've not had a takeaway. I've not, I've, I've been doing this thing. 70, day, today is seven, day 74. And I did it because I wanted to, I thought there's no way I can have a down day, like, you know, hungover day at the moment because I'm just so busy and it's so critical to get things right. And, and how do you feel for it? I do feel really, like, don't, don't, gotta be honest, I feel great. Like, I'm physically and, and mentally so clear. Like, you, you don't ever, you, you don't wake up with that kind of, I don't know, I'm just springing out of bed basically. And I, and I feel like I've got more energy at night than I've ever had. But I'm still, because I'm at home, you still feel the, the highs and the lows of the business feels different. Like it just feels different. Like you, you don't, you don't get that buzz off people that you would get when it's high and you don't get that support necessarily when it's low, like you get a bit of bad news or something happens. So I think your teams are going to experience more than we are because they're not as experienced. They don't own the company. So it's like the roller coaster of emotion. I'm sure in every one of our people is, is, is crazy right now. We've done a lot of Zoom chats and stuff like that, but they're, they're difficult. You know, when there's more than six, you know, five, six people on them, it's hard, you know, um, to, yeah, to really sort of catch up with people properly. So, I mean, hopefully a few of the golf courses are starting to open up a little bit. So we're hoping, depending where people live, we're going to get out and start seeing each other a little bit more and, and spending a bit of time together over the course of the next few weeks. Obviously, football's starting in a, in a week or so. So I'm sure we'll be interacting and talking about that quite a lot. Um, I mean, as a United fan, I'm slightly reluctant for it to start. I was hoping they were just going to... Forget the whole As a Liverpool fan, it's, it's taking the edge off, Macy, hasn't it? You haven't, you're not, you can't, it doesn't really count, does it? You can't really have it this year. It's going to have to be, we have to wait 31 years, aren't we? It's always going to be uh, that trophy, uh, that coronavirus one, isn't it? Hey? It's always going to be that trophy you won when the coronavirus hit and, oh yeah, that, that, that dampener. Uh, you forget about it in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a few years ago, I thought it would never happen. I actually thought, because I was getting Mesa 30 of cake this year as well. And um, I actually said about three or four years ago, I said, I think I may die before Liverpool win the league, which I'm really hopeful that that might happen. You know, that on my deathbed, I'll be lying there and thinking, at least I never saw that. But unfortunately, I think I might now see it, which is, which is a shame. But um, yeah, you never know. They still might call it off. We've got, we got, we got to hold out some hope. <laughs> we just need the next two, don't we? Next two games, that's it. But, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, City, Arsenal as well. We get beat. You've only got to win one, haven't you? Yeah, uh, we're at home. We should win that, but you never know. Um, it's it's been a funny one because I remember joking with Amir, who's a Liverpool fan, at the in like February March, saying, "You're not going to win the league anyway when coronavirus hits. It's going to stop." And I was I was genuinely like taking the piss. And then when it started to eventuate, I was like, "Wow, this could." I said, I, "What I did say is, if that happened, it's because the world's fucked." So, so I don't want it to happen. But well, yeah. um, it is, do you know, football's going to be, I don't think we'll be back in stadiums next year. I don't think they'll be back in for the start of the season. They keep saying they're trying to, but no, I don't no. think they, they're not going to be able to. There's just no chance. I think it's, I think it's we could have a whole year of behind closed doors, I think. Yeah. I think it's just great to get it back on TV, isn't it? Yeah. I think, you know, even with no fans in the stadium, I just think, yeah, it's just great to have. Yeah, all, yeah, all these little things are just little wins, aren't they? Every, every, you know, every sort of five o'clock when these briefings happen, which, Generally, I try to miss, but you know, just little things each day. Just they make it. The little wins aren't there at the moment. They make a difference, and, and the football is, is is one of a few things which are you know starting to starting to to, to help us sort of. Um, well, let's. I actually hope you win the next two. Let's get it done. Let's get you out the way, and then we can just enjoy the neutral element of football. Like, let's not drag it out any longer. I can't I'm, be. Out, I'm, like, I'm hoping they lose them all. I just I don't know. It's just I not think we'll win the next couple. Yeah. We clock at the helm. New contract. 
next couple of years. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, no, I'll... no one's got any money to buy our players now, have they? No one really wants to buy anyone. I don't, know. I don't think you can ever say we City haven't got any money, have they? They've got the, the one thing about City is apparently we've got more money than UEFA, which is why we've got a bigger legal team than UEFA, which is why we might we probably won't get yeah, banned we'll for a few years. Thing, yeah. We'll pay our way out of it, I reckon. Yeah, um, okay. Look, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to wrap this up. It's been a pleasure. Um, what I love about this show is, you know. Everyone's got their own style. Even though we're all, everyone's talking to is recruitment owners. Um, you, you two strike me as the kind of like the most classic recruiter who gets on with the fucking job and then goes out and does a really good job and makes, and makes a good, good living. But not many like you I've met have gone on to building like 50-man businesses. I, I'll be honest, they've not. They've typically kept it quite small. They've not been bothered about building teams and they've just had a really good life, like really big billings and, and earnings. So... You, you've done something remarkable. I don't, and I think you've kind of done it by just sheer graft and keeping your head down, um, which is, you should be proud of it, really proud of it. Plenty of luck as well. Um, yeah. But, well, uh, yeah, we yeah, all need is. that. Yeah, um, but um, like I say, and it's just the people, isn't it? I mean, we've, we've managed to hire some really good people that, you know, we appreciate them, although, you know, I'm saying it now, but we probably don't say it enough to them directly. But, uh, and like I say, from a, from a client perspective, you know, there's there's some, there's some out there, or you know, there's a lot out there. I think I was looking at it this morning because I thought it might come up, but I think we've built from or work with something like 740 odd clients, and this year we should get up to 5,000 placements to start the company. So, you That's know, amazing. there's a lot of them that we've got to be pretty thankful for that they've 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 given us the the, 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 you know, the chance to do. It, I suppose. Well, guys, I'm thankful you've given me the time. So thank you so much. I appreciate your time, and uh, let's check in again when let's get the season out. Let's get this shitty yeah. few weeks out of the way and then we'll, we'll catch up. Um, guys, I'm glad. I we'll hope still be on 20. Let's leave it at that. We'll still be on 20 even if they're on 19. So it's not all bad. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I, I hate you both. So let's leave it at that. Um, but anyone listening, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Um, forget the football comments. But um, I hope this is um, give you some insights into the different ways everyone's approaching it and the honesty that, that this industry shares on a day-to-day helps each other. If you did enjoy the show, I don't ask you to pay to listen. I ask you to share it. So... Give it your boss, your mates, your colleagues, pass it around. I want more people listening because together we're going to get through this pandemic and the new world in, in a much better shape. I'll be back again tomorrow with more stories from recruitment owners around the world. In the meantime, stay safe and I'll see you soon. This podcast is brought to you by Hoxo Media. We are the world's number one inbound marketing agency exclusively focused on helping the recruitment industry. Myself and my business partner started the business in 2017, having been recruiters for seven years before. We felt that the recruitment industry back then needed to change and that marketing was going to play a huge role in the way that new and existing recruitment organizations won business and stood out in such a crowded marketplace. In three years, we've now worked with over 200 organizations around the world. We reach a huge audience with both this podcast and content online and we have over 55 recruitment agencies right now we're managing the marketing for. So that involves strategy, content creation, distribution, systems process, and leads generated. Having been recruiters and marketeers, we can not only build your brand, but we're also able to connect it to your sales team and ensure that leads are generated as a result of marketing. There's a clear ROI that leads to sales activity. But we also understand recruitment businesses. That's small businesses, medium-sized businesses, large businesses in all sectors. We understand you, we've done the job, and we can build campaigns that are super relevant to what you need as a business right now. 
We've also recently launched the Hoxo Academy, which is designed to help recruitment owners, recruiters, and marketeers learn from the work that we do so that you can action some of this stuff in-house on your own. The Academy has been launched in May 2020 and has already had an amazing uh, response from the market and it's only going to grow one way. So if you're interested in either having Hoxo support, you build your marketing as a, as a supplier that acts as part of your team, or you want to be trained by us on how to do it yourself, then get in touch. Visit www.hoxomedia.com and register your interest on our homepage. We will then get back to you within 24 hours and arrange uh, an introductory call. Thanks again for listening to this show. Every single one of you means so much and we will see you again soon.